Hello everyone, this is Shelby, your podcast host. I'm so excited for you to be back for another episode of An Engineer's Journey, so stay tuned. Welcome and welcome back everyone to season two of An Engineer's Journey podcast. I'm so excited to be here hosting for you all and I'm really glad that you either found me or returned to listen to another episode. Of course, as usual, we're gonna start out with a little game and this season I'm starting out each episode with a this or that question. Today the question is broccoli or Brussels sprouts? This one is super easy for me, although I do like both vegetables, and those are like the only two vegetables I actually like, to be honest. But my favorite for sure out of the two is Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts so much. You throw a little bit of oil on them, a little bit of balsamic vinaigrette if you even want to, put some seasoning and throw them in the air fryer. It's so absolutely delicious, and so definitely I choose Brussels sprouts. But go ahead and let me know which is your favorite. Head over to my Instagram, at an engineer's journey, and comment on my most recent post, and let me know what you think, broccoli or Brussels sprouts. Well. Now that that's out the way, let's go ahead and get into this episode topic. Today is one that I hope will be helpful to many of you, and the topic will be, help, engineering is not for me. This is specifically for people who have already started pursuing a degree in engineering or a career in engineering, and really feel like they don't like what they're doing and they just can't do it any longer. I want to make sure at least one of my episodes speaks to those who thought they liked engineering, but definitely do not. Because although most of the people I've interviewed have been still in engineering careers, I am pursuing a PhD in engineering, it is also the case that it often happens where someone gets to college and does not like the engineering degree that they've chosen, they get in the field and they're not doing what they expected to. And so I definitely want to make sure to speak a little bit to that too. Now let it be abundantly clear, I this is not my story, right? So the advice or the thoughts I'm going to share are going to be based on other people that I've spoken to who have had spirit, similar experiences and also based on what I've seen and what I know is possible in industry. But none of these things directly apply to me, so be sure to always get advice from other people, to get um, suggestions from a wide variety of sources before you make any big career decisions. Now the first thing I wanna stress that is really important if this topic applies to you is the fact that just because engineering school isn't for you doesn't mean engineering is not for you. I feel like in general, engineering school is hard, okay? Those classes, they're hard. Taking hard tests, it's hard. And so I feel like it's really easy to go through school and to feel like, I cannot do this rest of my life, this is too hard, I'm not smart enough, Um, it's no fun, and to feel like when you get in the field it's going to be exactly like that and you're going to be miserable. I think this is especially true if you haven't had any practical experience yet, like an internship or a co-op. If you go back to season one of this podcast and listen to the episode where I interviewed Gregory Roper, an electrical engineer for Southern Company, he says it in that episode and I'll repeat it again, get through school, you can do it, And once you get in the field, it's gonna be a lot different. Um, 
I think the words exactly that he used is he felt overprepared once he got into the field, you know? Like it was a lot easier than he thought. They teach you a lot of things on the job and it's not the same as in class where you're learning all these theories and formulas and things are very, very difficult a lot of times. Don't get me wrong, any job is still going to be hard, but I think it's just a different kind of hard than school is. I know in all the internships I worked at, two of the three were chemical engineering internships and the concepts I was using in my internship to do my work were concepts I hadn't even learned in my classes yet. And yet I was still able to learn everything on the job and do a, a good job and get really great ratings and reviews because I was just a hard worker and I was committed to learning and working the best that I could. It wasn't about was I the best at taking tests, was I the best at completing homework or problem sets within a week. <laughs> it wasn't about that like school is. It's You have to just show you're a hard worker, do your best, and a lot of the times you'll do just fine. So I do just want to make sure to stress that just because you might be having a hard time in engineering school right now does not necessarily mean engineering is not for you. It would be great if maybe you could try to shadow someone you know who's an engineer, try to get an internship or a co-op, do some research, try to get some hands-on practical experience and see if you still don't like it. And if you still don't, which is totally possible, then these next few tips are for you. <laughs> if you find out you do like it, then just stick through it, stick through the schoolwork, past your classes, you can do it. And then you'll start your life working and doing a great job and making a lot of money and your classes will be so far behind you. Okay, now let's say that first tip does not apply to you. Well, the first thing that you can try to think about is maybe choose a career path where they still hire a lot of engineers that is not engineering heavy at all. So the first thing that comes to mind is consulting. A little shameless plug, the next interview episode that I post will be with a consultant who was a mechanical engineer in undergrad. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Now, consulting firms tend to hire a lot of engineers, but unless you're working at like an engineering consulting firm, you're not going to be doing engineering or using your engineering learnings or concepts you learned in your classes on a daily basis or even for most of your job. Now to further explain that, let me first explain what consulting is and what a consultant does. And I'll specifically be talking mostly about management consulting companies because those are kind of the big ones in our society today. So if you think Bain, BCG, McKinsey, Deloitte, um, those guys are management consulting companies. Basically, these companies are hired by other random companies all over the country or honestly all over the world um, to do work for them and that can cover a lot of different things i mean literally anything um basically anything that a company does not want to do on its own or does not feel like it has the expertise to do on its own they could hire a consulting company to come in learn all the information they can about the company that hired them and then to propose suggestions on how they can be improved so maybe a company says we want to increase our profit margin well they'll hire the consulting company they'll come in they'll look at their finances and everything blah 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 and then suggest to them ways to increase their profit margin. And that's just one example, but there's a lot of other um, things that a consulting company can be hired to do. Now, sometimes an engineer's background could really be beneficial to consulting companies if they're hired by a big engineering company or a big oil and gas company or 
you know, even a consumer goods company, whatever it is. If you have some kind of engineering knowledge that might be relevant to the project you're working on, that can be helpful. But most of the time on a day-to-day basis, you will not be using your engineering um, toolkit. So if you're someone who is in engineering school right now, but does not see themselves doing it long-term, consulting is a great career that you can consider. Um, You'll make a great amount of money um, and you'll get to do something very, very different than what you went to school for. But definitely stay tuned for the interview episode in a couple of weeks because I actually ask our interview guest what she recommends for getting a job in consulting because it can sometimes be a little bit hard to break into that world. Now, what else can you do if you're hating engineering? This example is one that honestly works for someone who might already be a few years into an engineering company and just isn't liking their job. Something you can often do is go back to school and get an MBA and then go back to your company and start on the managerial track. Um, Sometimes you can even not go back to get the MBA and just let your supervisor or manager know that you're interested in more the management and leadership side rather than the engineering or R&D or technical side and they can start setting you up to go on that path rather than doing such heavy technical work. This is kind of a cool option because you can still use your engineering knowledge because the people you'll be managing will oftentimes all be engineers and so it helps you to be able to converse with them, to know what they're sharing with you, um, and it's still relevant to making the business run and work. But on a day-to-day basis, you might not have to do as much of the engineering-y technical stuff. Um, You'll do more along the lines of what a manager would do. And sometimes a company will even pay for their employees to go back and get their master's degree or MBA. So if you think the business side of things might be more appealing to you and you still want to stay close to the engineering world to use your undergrad degree in engineering, this could be a pretty cool option. Now this next option is for you if the current type of engineering you're not loving but you think there might be another type of engineering you might be good at or even if you want to do something like kind of adjacent to engineering. So you can always get a certificate and try to pivot into a new career. So I know a lot of people who have an engineering degree and then they go get some kind of a certificate in data analysis, right? Or computer science. Or let's say you even have a degree in mechanical engineering, but you want to pivot into more of the electrical side, maybe getting some kind of certificate that's related to electrical engineering. So there's definitely ways to further your education and preparing yourself for new roles without actually having to go back to school and get a whole new degree. And this can allow you to quickly pivot into a space that might be more your speed or that might better align with your interests for your long-term career. So think about if there's any other skills that you would just love to learn um, that is also useful to either your current company or another company that you're interested in some way and try to learn those skills. See if you can find certificates online that you can get. Um, Maybe just do it at nighttime while you're working a real job or while you're finishing up your degree um, so that you can have additional skills that will allow you to pivot into something that you prefer versus whatever you're doing now that you don't really like. Now, the next thing I will say that I think, definitely think hard before doing this one, but switch majors completely. That is always an option. Of course, if you're in your fourth year of your engineering degree, this isn't something I would necessarily recommend because you're almost done by then. It's probably more beneficial to get the degree and then just go back to get another one if you want to switch. 
Um, but especially if you're in your first two years of your degree, it can be very beneficial and you still have plenty of time um, to switch majors to another degree that you think is more relevant. And that early in your undergraduate career, a lot of those classes may even transfer to the other degree that you choose, depending on how related it is to engineering. Um, and so it might not add that much time to your um, time in undergrad. Now, that being said, going back to what I said in the beginning, if you're that early in your degree, your first two years, make sure you think really hard before switching if your reasoning for switching is just that the classes are hard. Um, because as I said, work is gonna be a lot different, it might not be as difficult, and you might still like it. But if it really just seems like the concepts are uninteresting to you, you absolutely hate the major, then I say definitely go ahead and maybe talk to your advisors, talk to other students who are older than you, and explore other major options that you think might better align with your goals and your interests. I feel like we live in a, li a little bit of a society now where, or maybe always, <laughs> where we kind of chase the most money or we chase the jobs that seem most impressive. But I think it is also important to keep your passions in mind and your interests, you know? Don't necessarily just go after a field or a career just because you think you'll make a lot of money or because it sounds impressive. Um, because at the end of the day, you have to work your rest, the rest of your life in that field um, unless you pivot in the ways that I'm suggesting. And so I think it would be beneficial to really think about it. And if you find another major that lines up a lot better with your interests and that you'll think you'll be happier in, talk to your advisors and strongly consider making that switch. Now, the other thing I would suggest, especially if you're close to the end of completing your degree, um, and are realizing that this is not what you want to do is maybe just go ahead to graduate school, especially if you don't have any idea of what you want to do next. Um, so you can go to graduate school to get another kind of degree, right, in a new field um, that'll give you the skills and the tools to prepare you to, um, to pursue a career that you think might be more interesting to you. This can first of all buy you time while you figure out what you want to do. And if you decide to pursue a graduate degree in a new field, it also gives you new skills that you can use to pivot into a new career post-graduation. There are a lot of grad degrees that are closely aligned with engineering, um, such as say, let's say a grad degree in computer science, right? Um, that's very closely aligned and it would be, I think pretty honestly easy to pivot from an engineering degree to that to a job in you know some company where you're doing work computer science type work but you can also totally pivot completely away from engineering and do something totally different like a basic science for example if you get a phd in that and do research i think the main thing though before pursuing a graduate degree would be to really try to sit down maybe shadow someone once again, do some kind of a internship, maybe even do a job for a couple of years and try to figure out what it is that you want. Because a graduate degree, if it's a master's program, you probably will be paying for it yourself and maybe even have to take out more loans. Um, if it's a PhD, you hopefully won't have to pay for it yourselves. You can probably get a fellowship or something, but it still is time that you're not making as much as you could make if you went ahead to the workforce. So you don't want to choose to do that degree in something else that you're just going to hate. So if you can take the time to think about what's something that you think you might like and choose a degree that matches that, I think that'll probably be the best use of your time versus just getting another random degree for no reason and then deciding not to use it because you don't like it. I think the main thing to realize if 
you realize that engineering or the type of engineering that you're in is not for you is that it's not the end of the world. There's plenty of time in your career to pivot, to find a new skill, to find a new job, um, to reapply your skills in another way um, such that you can be a lot happier on your job, you can be more passionate about the work that you're doing. I think it just sometimes takes time to figure out what that is and I feel like, at least for me, it can be kind of scary determining that. I'm the kind of person who likes to have a plan and if I veer too much from that plan, it makes me nervous. So I totally understand where the anxiety comes in. If you choose a field or a major that you thought you loved and you find out that you absolutely hate it. But just a reminder, it is not the end of the world if that happens. Once again, there's plenty of time to pivot, to find new skills, etc. And so just take your time and think through it. As I said, talk to other people in your life who might be able to give you good advice. Try to shadow different people in different jobs to get a feel for what day-to-day -day life might look like for you. And be open to other opportunities that may come up, even if it is a really huge pivot from what you're currently doing. But that's all I have for you guys today. I really hope this episode was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions or if you have any additional tips if you went through some sort of major career change or major change in college. As usual, you can find me at an engineer's journey on Instagram or at Shelby Johnson on Twitter. So feel free to follow, like, and comment to interact with me there. Be sure to stay tuned in two weeks for the interview episode that I'll be releasing with a consultant. I think that episode is going to be really great and hopefully helpful to a lot of you to better understand what a consultant does. But that's enough rambling on my end. I hope you enjoyed and hopefully see you soon. Bye!